Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, 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 it's time. Time for the Marriage Mentor Podcast. I'm Eric Engel. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Jolene. And what are we talking about today? Today we have a young wife who has called in um, looking for some advice for her unbelieving husband. So let's listen. My name is Bethany from Texas. Um, My question is regarding my husband, who is a non-believer. He currently had a position change in the military where he is less utilized and feeling unfulfilled at work. He has tried to um, fill that void through various outlets and is still finding himself unfulfilled and distanced from our family. Thankfully, he realized that and has asked me today to help him find fulfillment um, and worth and value through our family. We know that we can find our worth through Jesus Christ, but as a non-believer um, that he is, I just want to encourage him and help him. What is the best way to help him feel fulfilled in his role as a husband and father um, I do my best to honor and respect him. So any advice would be great. Thanks so much. So that's uh, that's what we're dealing with today. So that's pretty straightforward, right? The guy's an unbeliever. Obviously, she is a believer. And uh, he's in the military. He's been moved around, doesn't feel fulfilled, as a lot of guys don't. Not just military guys, but all guys, uh, or most guys, don't necessarily feel like they're fulfilled in their work. I mean, most I, I don't think that most people are in that job, that perfect job that they just absolutely love. Some are, some are fortunate to have that, but not most people, I believe. I, I don't know that you'll find really anyone. I mean, maybe for a mere moment, but, you know, to get your worth and fulfillment, you always go back to the true source, which is Christ. So he doesn't have that source. Right, right. And because it is work, right? Okay, and it is part of the curse from Genesis, uh, we are not guaranteed that it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we're going to work by the sweat of our brow, that doesn't sound fun. No, but Satan lies and deceives. And he says, oh, well, you should choose a job that makes you happy. You should choose a job that uses, you know, all of your talents and skills and it's your dream job. And we've, we've taught, we've heard that message our entire life. Right. You know, right. and I don't, I don't see that in the Bible. Okay. Well, There's nothing wrong with using your talents and skills. And yes, we should build each other up. We should do all those things. But there is this, this lie that permeates the culture that says you should have that best job ever that great position, because you deserve it. Okay, that's not biblical. Well, and for me to answer her question, how can she help him feel fulfilled and and that sort of thing? It's, you know, I'm kind of excited about this one because, uh, I mean, she sounds like a sweet gal, and I'm sure she is. And like you said, the world, Satan says, 
oh, you got to have all this stuff to be fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to have the right position and the right car and the right house and the right. And bottom line is, is that she has an opportunity to reaffirm to him biblical truths. Right. And and tell him what a great provider he is. And really, the number one purpose for him doing his job is to provide for the family and how great he is at that mm-hmm. and to reaffirm him and, and and just say, look, what you're doing today, I don't care if it's counting uh, staples, you know, or whatever it is, you're providing for us, which is a God-given uh, opportunity to, I mean, you're fantastic at doing that. I mean, she, she has that opportunity to really build him up and be a witness to him at the same time. Right. But she also has to realize that she can't carry him and his self-worth. No. Okay. No. And she always needs to point him to the truths of the Bible. If rather- he's open and not hostile. If he's not hostile, hostile towards the gospel message, then she has a great opportunity to remind him of um, him being fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, right. And if she points out, says, look, the Bible says that you're to take care of our family and you do a fantastic job of this. That's a great way for her to tie that in Mm -hmm. and affirm him at the same time. Right. Right. Because, you know, he's he's looking to fill a hole that only Jesus could fill. Okay. So it goes back to being a wife that he could trust. And it sounds like she is that. The Proverbs 31, 11 verse says the heart of her husband safely trusts in her so he will have no lack of gain. I would keep just doing what she's doing, you know, being the encouraging wife, being the supportive wife, being that biggest cheerleader saying, look at the great gifts that God has given you, the great talents that God has given you. She could even go back to, depending on how open he is, she could even go back to some of the stories of the Bible of how, you know, Joseph was you know, thrown in a pit, thrown, set off, set off to slavery, thrown in jail. And then after just being that, that man who was honorable and God fearing, then God placed him in, in the position of second in command. Right. Right. So, and she's got to do that in a way of, Hey, I want to read this to you. She should instead say, Hey, you know, I was just reading this today. Listen to this. You know, this mm-hmm. kind of sounds like your situation. Right. Make it very light for him. Very light. Okay. Very but light. Her other opportunity is whenever he screws up. Now, I'm not talking about supporting his sin. Okay. No. That's not. But when he makes mistakes or or doesn't feel like he has done something right, those are the great opportunities for her to build him up and be a huge, huge witness to him because he knows that none of of his friends' wives are acting that way. Right. Okay. And I'll I'll give a simple example. We were believers, but, uh, and and I've shared this story before and if, you know, I only have about five stories, so I got (laughs) to share this one over and over again. But uh, I decided at one point to become a day trader. Now, some of you out there are snickering right now. Uh, based on on that, but that's where you get in and out of stocks before the day is over. You don't hold stocks overnight, okay? So you're trying to make your money on a daily basis, and uh, I tapped into an inheritance that you had gotten from your grandfather, 
Correct. Now, you and I remember different amounts, but I believe that I actually lost about $30,000 in that month. That's what I think I lost. You think it was less than that. Anyway, I felt really stupid. Okay. Now, it wasn't sinful. I was trying to provide for our family, but I did screw up because I lost this money. And I walked into the kitchen and I looked at you and I, I said, I got to tell you this. I, I lost 30 grand this month. And what were your words to me? It's only money. We could always get more. Okay. Now, you spoke life into me at that point. And even to this yeah, day. Yeah, but I had, a, I had, before I spoke those words, my mind had to run to Jesus before I opened my mouth. Okay. Okay. Because what does a woman want? She wants financial security and stuff. Yeah, you know? the, yeah the right to say, you stupid idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> so I knew I was at a defining moment in what you came to, to share with me. I could have I destroyed you. Right. It had been very easy for me to destroy you. It had been very easy for me to tear down my home and make you never, ever want to come to me again with just the stuff you do in life. Right. And so I had to look at what mattered most. Was it the money or the relationship? And so. Well, and I'll tell you what's so interesting about that is that made such an impact on me that 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 had to be 13, 15 years ago. And still to this day, I I think about that and I share that with people and, and say, you want to know what a great gal I have? Listen to this story and listen to how she responded to me. And, and I still, to this day, am just flabbergasted at how great you were at building our relationship based on that that one moment. Well, and I'm a sinner just like everyone else, but I think we had done a podcast recently that said, if you read your Bible, the more you read your Bible. A lot of times when, when I was that young believer and I had no one mentoring me, for whatever reason, I, I learned this. I mean, it, obviously, it was the Holy Spirit who taught me this, but I learned to use my Bible as a filter for making decisions. Okay, okay. now, I, I want every woman to do that because there is safety in filtering your decisions through the Word of God. Well, and I'll tell you what's so interesting <clears throat> is that you say to me, you go, I was really stupid before the Lord. I mean, you've made right. that statement, right. okay? And you could be, in your own strength, stupid now. Right. You could be. But the fact that you have the ultimate wisdom at your fingertips that you can run every decision through. Right. Every makes, believer. Makes you the smartest, wisest person there is. And every believer has access to right. that. Right. So the more of the word you read, the wiser you'll become. Right. Okay. You don't You don't need to go to, to Bible college. I mean, you'll learn there, of course. You don't need to go to seminary and so forth. Cause I've had all, I've had women who have asked me like, how do you know all this stuff? And I'm like, I just read my Bible, you know, <laughs> just like any other normal person. I mean, but I would certainly say, okay, the next thing to do is pray for wisdom, but just read God's word and you're in, and, and, and accept it. Okay. I guess that's the key. That's really the key there because there are times that I have wrestled with God's word. Like, I don't like it. I don't know if I believe that. But what it comes down to is Christ, the Lord of my life. Do I believe what God's word says? Because there's a problem if I don't believe it. You have to come to the point and understand in your own mind that 
Look, uh, if God can speak the world into existence, then I'm sure he, he has wisdom for my situation here. Right, right. So, and, and look, even if you don't know the answer, if you, you might say, I don't know how to function this. You could say, hey, just hold on for half an hour or a day or a week, whatever, and go back to your Bible and find the answer. What do I do in this situation? Because it's there. How do I act? Right, right. Just seeking out what does his word say and then filtering every decision through his word so you can make biblical decisions. And with this husband, <clears throat> he doesn't have that filter, but he has his wife who he still has a strong enough relationship with that he's he's sharing he's sharing his shortcomings and his pain with her, right. which is a beautiful, right. Especially as beautiful an picture that it's just like, girlfriend, you're doing well, because the sad thing is, is I know believers that have been married for 30 plus years. They serve in the church and they do not share their heart with one another. They just attack one another. So the fact that this believing wife is married to a non-believing husband and he safely trusts in her, well done. Well done, my friend, because that is, that's a beautiful picture of trust and um, transparency and vulnerability. And I would just keep doing that and, and then keep praying because you want God to open up his eyes because he, you as a wife can't fill that void for him. You could just encourage him. You could encourage him that he's got great strengths. He's got great talents and skills because God's given it to him because he's fearfully and wonderfully made. If you're if you're able to just lightly bring in the word without maybe saying in an Ezekiel such and such, you know, but just say, you know, I'm sure if you seek after the good things that honor God. Okay, he, he, you're still bringing in some of the gospel without shoving it down his throat. Right, right. And all I have to say, and I got to say this, you go, girl. <laughs> yeah, I think that she's she's doing a wonderful job of um, influencing her husband. And he's coming to her, which is how God designed it, to be that influencer in his life. And so she holds that position. And I think it just goes back to just keep encouraging him and breathing life into him. And when he stumbles and falls, then I would say to him, can I pray for you? Okay. Maybe he says no. Maybe that's too intimate for him. Okay. But he might say yes. Or when he's heading out that day and it's, he doesn't want to do the, the menial task before him. She could say, hey, I'm going to pray for you today, love. I, I, I pray that, you know, you God will give you favor. Okay, so those are just some simple ways. Right. And even if he says no, when he shares something good that happens, then she needs to say with a smile, that's fantastic because I was praying for you. Right. Okay, they're just going to go, ah, oh, you know, right. but he, right. you know. Right. So those are just little things you could do if he's open you know, how can I pray for you today? That doesn't mean that you're asking him to sit down and, and pray with you because he's not, he might not be there yet. But um, little things of knowing that, that God has a plan for him um, to trust God if, if she can say those things. But I would, and if you can't, you just be that wife who encourages him because she saw something in him when she married him, whether she was a believer or not. Right. There are some redeeming qualities in every person because God made them, you know, so to keep building him up because it's the wise woman who builds up her home 
and it's the foolish one who tears it down. That's Proverbs 14.1. And she sounds like a pretty wise wife to me. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing. Until next time, I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com. And I'm Eric Engel at EricAndJolene.com.